and welcome to Aradhya's podcast. This is your host Aradhya again. But today I'm not alone because we have a very special guest with us. My mentor, a passionately curious creative and one of the most generous people I've met. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Saurabh Mithil with an edge. <laughs> Thank you, Aradhya. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be here. uh on your podcast i i am an avid listener so i just enjoy each and every episode that you do and i'm like super excited to have this conversation with you so that's great i was just going to ask you how are you feeling but i think that's good enough explanation okay so can you give uh, i mean my description was quite good but maybe you can also tell the listeners a little more about yourself okay so i am the founder of passionately curious we started passionately curious 4 years back and the idea of passionately curious or my work is to help individuals build their career centered around their individuality and that is what i do at the core of it and yeah apart from it i have had a journey over the last 10 years which has been very experimentative and uh, like a roller coaster ride to say the least and uh, yeah over the over the years i have learned a lot of things i have read and i have experienced a lot of things and fun fact i have been learning dance from professional teachers over the last 4 years so kind of have now 4 years experience in learning jazz funk and different dance styles so yeah i think that would sum it up that's great and you talked about your journey like 10 years it's been a long time so can you tell us little about that like how did it all start how did you come up with passionately curious first um so let's let me just give you a brief overview like i did whatever is told to us to do right i did my engineering uh, i did my mba from a top b school i went to uh, jp morgan in the investment banking department and the thing that kind of started like i already knew i was different i already knew that i am not one who settles like who just wants to settle down so i realized uh, in a in a meeting that i don't want to be like my seniors in the office like even the md or the head of the bank was not inspiring me that i want to work towards that whereas when i thought of my professors who i have studied with i felt a lot of oh yeah that would be really cool if i could become like that so that triggered my first big decision of leaving jp morgan and just jump into the deep end of the pool without knowing what will come out of it then i started teaching and started interacting with uh, a lot of people in their colleges building their career and i developed this knack of coaching people and eventually in 2018 we decided that we will create our own setup because in other people's organization it's very difficult to do things according to your design so we started that and right now to i just love what we are having here at passionately curious like it is beyond what i had envisioned like and every day is such a surprise when we go to the online community or we come in the zoom room and we see each and every person evolving and showering their creativity uh it's just an amazing experience that's good to hear i mean i am also part of it so it's definitely a good thing to hear that we are growing from the teacher itself so yeah the community talk and the whole cd program the, that was the start of it right so how did that come up like from teaching mba to 
like going 360 like 180 and doing something like that so how did that start what was the inspiration behind that i think my curiosity has always been there maybe since school time or even earlier when i was in junior school uh but the fear that comes in the uh in the traditional schooling system i i face the same fear that if you don't do clear engineering your career will be in ruins and so on so i did all of that i started teaching for mba just as a like hobby because i was getting bored and i needed some cash so i just said uh, to one of my mentors that can i teach at your institute and i just started doing that and over time i became really good at it and uh, but the irony was when i talked to my students who were successful who went to the big b schools like i am ahmedabad bangalore and who even got into big companies like mckinsey or jp morgan or goldman sachs i didn't feel a surge of happiness that i have helped them reach there because i could not hear happiness in their voice they were like earning good money they were very like successful in the traditional sense of it but it was not oh i am thankful that i am here or this is what i always wanted kind of scenario on the other hand when i looked at the students who didn't clear they started feeling like a failure that because they get got some x percentile whether it's 80 percentile or 60 percentile they started feeling that oh because i could not clear this exam i don't deserve to be the best in uh, in anything so that triggered that crisis within me and i got disconnected with just helping students prepare for these exams adding on to that during the initial months of covid there was this very despondent time where it was like the economy is crashing what will happen with your career and all that so that kind of vibe was there and i was alone uh, in my flat and i fell sick like by chance at that time i fell sick and it was like very gloomy it was like dark 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 and somehow i know it might sound like made up but it's true like somehow one day when i woke up i was like okay what kind of career would thrive in this situation like what kind of career the concept of anti fragile came into my mind because i've read uh, talib's book and like what kind of career would be anti fragile like and then the themes starting started shaping up in my mind of if we can create consistently if we can learn deliberately if we learn how to shift if we learn how to connect with other people who we can serve if we learn how to market and sell ourselves if we can keep repeating that and keep getting better at it that kind of career would not care whether it's covid or whether it's a downturn or whether it's a recession and i had been learning design thinking for the last 7 8 years i have been very fascinated with that and uh, so design thinking by Dave, which was started by david kelly and then designing your life which was uh there's a book also and they have created a course also bill burnett and dave evans have done that so those ideas were already there in my mind and somehow that all came into this theme of a career design and then i started applying that to different kinds of careers like one of my students you know him garvit he wanted to be an investment banker so i was thinking from an investment investment banker's perspective how would career design help them grow i was thinking from a writer's perspective how would it help someone grow from a stand up comedian perspective and then we started breaking it down into what are the components that one needs so i started taking a lot of free workshops paid workshops started understanding uh, how people are taking it what are the challenges in taking it but mostly when we started the annual program where, which you were a part of and recently when we started that comprehensive like 3 weeks or uh, 3 times a week program it really started taking like going a level up where 
the individuality of the creator itself is coming out and it's not like Saurabh is pushing, so I have to do something. It's the culture that is taking over and not that a teacher is pushing things to students. So yeah, that is how it has evolved. Yes, uh, I mean, being a part of the community makes you that motivated to do that work and not that someone is pushing you to do it. So I think that has become a good part of my life and I'm really glad to be a part of it. And I think career design is the one thing that has really helped me a lot too. And yeah, yeah. add on to like that, the community for me was a surprising part. So I had not envisioned the role of a community in something like this. I had, I was thinking in terms of, okay, I need to teach XYZ to Aradhya or Garved or someone. And then they would learn because when I, when I made this journey from an amateur to a professional, from understanding myself, from self-doubt to self-confidence, I was alone throughout the journey. So I did not actually under, understand what com community can do or what community would look like or how would it act. So when we started seeing the community impact at Passionately Curious, it was a like very pleasant surprise for me where we understood how community and culture can create the tension and it doesn't have to come from one individual. So yeah, that was surprising for me. Yeah, so talking about community. So the listeners who don't know what our community is, what how can they develop a community like that? How can they be part of that kind of community? Can you tell more about how the whole idea came up initially and how that all evolved? Yeah, so for the community, like I just, uh, your question skipped my mind. You want? Yeah, you for just... the community, like how did the community came up? The idea of the initial community thing and how did it all evolve? How did we all grow in that yeah. in terms of passionately curious? Yeah, so my idea was like what I have experienced in my teaching outside and earlier also, the idea has had always been of mentorship, like a mentor guiding the student and uh, i took part uh, part in an akimbo workshop the freelancer workshop and there being a part of that cohort i i understood that there was something different when peers help each other out so you have a mentor great but the peers helping each other out have a very different impact so i started creating those spaces where students can interact with each other, where they can like, so trying to organize those spaces, trying to create, uh, like for instance, let's say if you need to set up your community, then as the impresario, as the person who is organizing it, you would need to create those channels where people can participate with each other. So when we did that, then that those uh, doors started opening up and those relationships started developing. And this is kind of a virtuous cycle. So that kept compounding and compounding and compounding. So initially it was, the flywheel was rotating slowly, but as we kept giving it air, now it is a self-sustaining. Like if I am not there for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, I think like there are people in the community who will keep it going who will keep nudging people to show up. So that is a very, like, I feel that is an achievement. And I'm very happy about the fact that uh, it's all not all dependent on me. Yeah, I think peer-to-peer -peer conversation and the interaction that we have, like, uh, like they help us with those ideas and those initiatives. I think pushing each other to do the, their best is the one thing that I really love about a community. Like nobody's trying to bring each other down. They're trying to push each other up. That has been one plus point, definitely. There's the concept that is in my podcast as well. And we always use it in the community too. That is empathy. And I think that has worked a lot in like creating all this and having this kind of uh, atmosphere ecosystem so what do you how what is the meaning for that to you like how do you explain empathy 
and how did it all start empathy empathizing generous generosity kindness yeah that's a very interesting question and so i i have been an empathetic person since like early childhood i would always think in terms of how would that person feel and uh, for a long time i felt that was my weakness because the society made me feel like that like uh, because i would be empathetic to the other person but the other person would be rude to me without worrying about how i would feel and i just started feeling that that's a like weakness and maybe i should not worry so much about what the other person feels and so on now when i see it i think that is one of my biggest strength and not in terms of talent that i was born with it but in terms of skill because i have been practicing it since school days since college and all that so it has really become a very sharp skill for me and that helps me in coaching people in a very uh, meaningful manner in a very empathetic manner but it's not like oh aradhya you need to do this you, you need to do this it's like i can put myself in aradhya's shoes i can understand where she is stuck and then i can realize if i do this then she will get unstuck so sometimes people stop at the point oh i feel your pain empathy no that doesn't serve the purpose but if you then say what is the other person not, not being able to do and what action can you take to help them cross that barrier and move forward is where practical empathy would come in so practical empathy is something i learned from seth godin and that really changed a lot of perspective for me and it was already there but it just became like a got a well not a validation but some proof from someone who knows their stuff talking about it so that that kind of mindset developed and what i have seen over the last couple of years with what we have been doing with our students is once students get a taste of empathy they they just grow in a very different manner like they they stop becoming they stop being insecure and unsure about themselves and they get into that generous mindset so so yeah so that is where generosity and empathy go hand in hand it's very difficult to be empathetic and not be generous or be generous and not be empathetic yeah i can totally relate because when the the topic of empathy came for the first time in class we were just so confused like okay it's i we know empathy in meaning but what is the essence of it i think understanding that took a lot of time and by the time we got it it just like it helped us grow a lot as an individual as well but for the uh, for others as well like we were more like what can we do for others and not what can we do for ourselves so i think we have grown a lot in terms of empathy and generosity yeah and just to add on to that that is how we become successful like i was talking to one of the students in the morning and uh, he was confused within what is selfish behavior and what is generous behavior and he said i was working on my skill set and is that a generous behavior because i am just thinking of building my skill set so the analogy that came to my mind and i would like to share that is let's say you are playing tennis right so if you are serving you have to serve the other person and then the other person hits the ball back to you right if you when we get into a selfish mindset we think why should i serve it to the other person i should only serve myself i should only look at my cv my job my career my salary my promotion my relationships so when you get into that my kind of thing then you don't serve the other person then there is no reciprocity coming from the other side and our career becomes stagnant like just imagine a player playing tennis by himself right even if he's hitting at a ball he's hitting at a ball and the ball is hitting back right but he can't hit it to himself he can't serve himself so 
generosity is building the skill set to keep serving the other person in a much better way and the better your service the better will be the return from the other person and it will keep becoming a virtuous cycle so that is something that a lot of students and even professionals and even elder people if they understand this concept that you don't go to a starbucks and buy coffee because you are worried about their like uh, business or their stock price or their profits you go because you want the coffee and hence you pay them the money that becomes their revenue so if we start focusing on what can we do for the other person we will start growing in our business in our career and one thing i want to add here that charity and generosity are very different generosity as seth godin mentions is not doing something for free like my blog is free seth's blog is free that's okay do the free work if you want to but charging a premium is also a generous work because the people you seek to serve get a signal that oh this course is worth it this product is worth it if you uh, price it cheap and say oh i'm being generous no you are being scared you are being afraid you are afraid that people will not pay you higher price you are not being generous there right correct yeah I, uh, the self doubt comes in and the resistance comes in and you're like why should i pay for it? why should i have a premium for that can't i do it for free nobody will sign up and all that and then you realize that that's that's just selfish that just selfish act of nature and once you've embraced that thing that you are not being selfish you're being empathetic while you're giving out to people so that's when i think uh my program came in and like yeah okay i'm charging this much and i think this is good for the people who are a part of the program that really came in i think yeah empathy has been a big part of the journey and yeah okay coming to fun thing that we have always talked about our inner child so we have embraced our inner child and work on yourself every day so be it dance as you told jazz funk and all that sketching writing games like scribble etc and you crack lame jokes can was like a teenager and have fun you like to do it all so many people just accept their boring life as is and keep on with that beat a job or something some stagnant career so where does does this all chopiness come from where do you think you like what do you think you're doing that is different from others i don't know about the others that much but i realized one thing i think this would be somewhere around 2017 or something but it was always there but it really hit me there that unless i have hobbies unless i have some way of being creative of exploring myself of uh just making life fun life can get extremely meaningless so even if i have a lot of money even if i am doing well at my work even if i have a good family life and everything which mostly we strive for i realized i need to do things that surprise me because that surprise is a big element of being alive for me so when i started my dance classes in 2017 and i didn't know i could do what i do now like if you take yeah the sorb today and showed it to the sorb in 2017 he's like that's not me that can't be me and uh, similarly with uh, anything so i'm i'm very selective actually it doesn't seem like that but i'm very selective in where i put my energy it has to resonate with me it has to make sense to me but if it makes sense to me then then i don't care about what somebody else would think or what my peers are expecting me to do or anything so and the more i kept doing it the better it kept becoming and i never felt like being someone else like i just loved the fact that 
even in like a uh, very hot summer days in new delhi i would travel like i would take classes in knot place for 6 8 hours then travel from there through metro to gurgaon which would be a one and a half hour journey to attend a 1 hour 15 minute dance class then travel back to delhi to south delhi to my house and i just like find that fascinating now that i did that and i did that not for like a few months i did that for a very long period of time and uh, i never missed a class like my dance teacher is surprised and it's not i don't want to be a professional dancer but she surprised that i don't miss classes i have attended more classes than any professional dancer has attended with her so yeah i think that's amazing and we are all inspired by your journey and we have seen you be interested in everything you do like when you are doing something you make sure that you are interested in it otherwise you won't and like that reflects in your drawing sketching and even that mandala you were drawing i think that has like inspired us all that okay if he can do this we can also do that so yeah i think that is amazing coming to the essence of our podcast that is writing the one thing that you've been working on is your book although it's a non fiction can you tell us more about it like what is it about how is it coming along so uh, the career design uh, idea that we were discussing earlier i felt a very strong urge to put it all in the form of a book uh, it would serve multiple purposes one for me i really want to become a person who writes books second i felt that if i put them in a form of a book then for anyone who wants to embrace this idea and grow in their career it will start making more sense you know there's a book for that so they will be like okay yeah i can go through that and third it would be like for me also there will be a lot of clarity when i go deep into each and every aspect of career design and give it a shape of a book so i have been working on it uh, for an year now and uh, i have now kind of got a structure to the book and like i have completed it to around 30 40% now but yeah i i i i hope like i really want to get it done and ship it before the end of 22 so that is one of my goals this year to get it done that's great and uh, your consistency has been amazing uh, with your blog especially like you've been writing for more than a year or so that's i don't know that's like a big feat and writing every day is something else so how does that make you feel that you've been writing for a long time and how did that all start like what was the inspiration behind it who was the inspiration um so how does it feel it feels a part of my identity now like now i think there is no debate between the voice of resistance and me that oh you should not write a blog today there is no not even a debate there like that voice also knows and i also know that we, i am going to write come what may and one of the best benefits that have come from writing this is like on the dark days when i'm like not feeling good about myself when i'm struggling i have seen my blog is a very good antidote to that like i just go there and just randomly read different posts and after reading 10 20 posts i start feeling good about myself because that is my writing only and i start feeling like the self doubt starts shrinking and a positivity and my self image starts growing so that is another thing uh when i started my blog so seth godin uh was a guest on the tim ferris show and uh, they were talking about this thing of uh or this this uh, habit of seth of writing a blog every day he has been writing one for 20 years and seth mentioned that according to him everyone should write a blog daily and i agree wholeheartedly like i think everyone should write a blog every day uh i listen to it 
yeah so coming to the question of why i started writing a blog it all started uh, when i listened to this podcast episode on the tim ferry show where seth godin was a guest and seth godin has written over 8000 blog entries and for last 20 years he has been writing a blog entry a day and he made a case for why everyone should write a blog and it was very interesting for me yeah i i felt yeah how good it would be if i could write a blog every day but but the perfectionism came into being and all sorts of th- because at that time i did not have a community to keep me on the hook i did not have people who would uh, nudge me forward so uh, yeah i started writing the first blog entry was very very difficult for me because suddenly i from not publishing anything on the internet to going and saying i am writing this this is my blog entry it was very scary and uh, but it was very exciting as well so the second day i wrote and third day i wrote and i started writing daily and it was fun and i was very excited what will i write today until one day the perfectionism perfectionism took over and i was like i don't think writing daily makes sense it's not good enough i think i'll just work with this and then publish it when it's good and then i started collecting drafts and uh, that was i think around march and then from march till <laughs> i think for the next 6 months i did not publish any entry so this kind of thing ha- happened but then in november i used beminder so anyone who wants to develop a good habit or leave a bad habit there is a website called beminder b e e minder.com so beminder what it does is it takes your credit card and you set your own goal on beminder so i set a goal that i will write one blog entry every day and if you don't do that it deducts 1 or 5 from your credit card automatically right and if you need to tell them that don't charge then you have to show them the blog entry so that kind of started my blog and uh, it really helped me the beminder website really helped me in developing a lot of good habits uh, so yeah i just put a beminder for my daily blog and that became a very beautiful graph where every single day my graph would go up by one unit and became a very symmetrical beautiful graph that i just didn't want to break so yeah and then i kept writing and now it kind of is something that i do that's wonderful we're talking about inspirations right now so what are the some people you look up to people i look up to uh so yeah earlier like steve jobs have always been one who i have admired for everything that he has done and uh, steve wozniak and steve jobs both uh in the last 4 5 years there are few people who have significantly impacted my life tim ferris being one of them he like helped me change how i look at my body how like my whole body configuration changed because of his guidance and my whole perspective of work changed because of him uh seth godin is just like he just single handedly changed things for me like it just like it's crazy how much he has helped me change my life over a very short period of time steven pressfield and his books like war of art turning pro do the work i don't think i would be here or maybe i would not even be alive if it was not for him because when i read his books i realized for the first time that i was not alone that being in this journey alone as a creative is difficult and is challenging and it's not supposed to be as easy as everybody shows it to be so pressfield yeah then there are many people like liz gilbert is amazing uh 
Stephen Kotler has helped me understand creative flow. Uh, Srinivas Rao has helped me. So Srini Rao wrote this book, I think Unmistakable Creative. I am not clear. His first book where he told about the fact that he got fired. He's an Indian living in the US and he told in, in the book his journey of how he could not hold a job. Like every time he would go in a job, he would keep asking why, 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 and then eventually he would be fired. So that like really resonated with me. I was like, it was like, I am listening to my own story. And then when I saw what the kind of work Shini was doing now, I was like, oh, I can also like be successful and I don't need to just fit in to the uh, typical job thing. Yeah, I think these names are the ones, then there are like the sports people like Sachin and all that who have always inspired me and SRK is one of them who have really like worked really hard to achieve what they have achieved. Yeah, I can like see Tim Ferriss beat Seth Gordon and Stephen Presby. I think these three have impacted our lives too in the community because you brought that change. You recommended these books you told us to read this to broad like broaden our knowledge and all and I think that has affected a lot of our lives I see people reading it daily posting about it okay this is what we learned and how that has impacted their lives so I think for us you are a person we look up to of course but like you have introduced us to such amazing people and I think we are really grateful for that like you inspire us as uh, like like they inspire you so yeah i mean uh yeah so coming to a lighter topic per se stories of course so what are the books that you read like tell us more about them like the fictional books i would say because we've talked about non-fiction mostly but what do you what, what do you like what's the genre that you like so harry potter is my go-to like books so anytime i am feeling happy sad lonely uh anything party mode i can just like read harry potter listen to the audiobook or uh watch the movies or do all three at the same time i do crazy stuff with harry potter uh and the fantastic beast series one of the books that i read uh very early in my life like in the college days was fountainhead uh, by Ayn Rand and that book really like I think in retrospect I can say that that book really ignited something in me uh, the character of Howard Roth the character of Peter Keating and Ellsworth Tuhi and I still remember the characters names that's how big an impact that book has had on me and the contrast it showed to me between Peter Keating and and I think it always stopped me throughout my life from being a Peter Keating and always strive to be a Howard Rook. So Fountainhead has been a really good one for me. I read Siddhartha by Herman Hess, who is a German author. And Siddhartha is really close to my heart. It's about, so Siddhartha in, in mythology is Gautam Buddha and yeah. that eventually becomes Gautam Buddha. In this fictional account, Siddhartha is a boy who meets Gautam Buddha, who meets Gautam and then decides not to become a follower and go on his own journey. So he goes into a journey of uh, falling in love with a, uh, I don't like the word, but a prostitute and then uh, going into addictions, gambling and greed and alcoholism and all that. And then almost becoming suicidal and then st he started finding himself and then he actually became the enlightened one so that journey is just beautifully captured in that book and it's it has so many gems it's a very small book that was one book which I just didn't want to finish like as I was coming to a close I was like how would life be if I finish this book like I don't want to finish and I was afraid that it might end at a note where I just lose all this blissful uh, feeling I have had while reading it. And it ended on such a beautiful note 
like i remember where i was when i was reading that last page i remember very clearly the like where i was what i was and i just felt like uh, like like it was like i can't even explain there was this aura on reading finishing that book that is uh, amazing so siddhartha i just recommend to everyone who who can read and then i have read murakami i read south of the border west of the sun i read kafka on the shore kafka on the shore is one of the craziest stories craziest books i have ever read like that book just transported me somewhere else so yeah it <laughs> kafka on the shore is just beautiful like if anybody is reading and they want to talk to me about it i would just love to talk about kafka on the shore any day then i listened to so i am a big fan of audible i just like want to mention that a lot of people like try audiobooks and leave audiobooks very quickly even if they are avid readers and i just find audio as such a beautiful we need to get used to it it takes time to get used to it because when we are listening somehow our brain goes somewhere and the audiobook continues and then we like kind of get disconnected but i have listened to like the same book multiple times on audio and finished a lot of books that way so the best fictional audiobook that i have listened to so far is sandman by neil gaiman it is dark like it it gets really dark it's not for kids at all but it's so beautifully written the main character is is dream so dream the protagonist of the uh story is dream dream has a sister desire uh, has a sister has a i don't know desire the gender of desire but he has a sister death so these are the characters in this audiobook it's an amazing amazing experience very dark in the middle very very dark like i can't tell you how dark it gets <laughs> but yeah it's amazing neil gaiman's writing is amazing i am definitely intrigued as with this yeah and i am not able to think of something else yeah kafka on the shore siddhartha sandman neil gaiman i think these would be my top recommendations fountainhead for anyone who is trying to find themselves fountainhead can give a very good understanding of the world like how different entities in the world what principles do they operate by so yeah and definitely relate with the siddhartha thing because i've been reading the mountains i quote for a long time and now that i'm close to the end it's become so difficult to move on and like oh my god i'd be done with thari dasani and what will be my life be and i'm not ready for the change and i think that has been the case for every reader out there we just don't want to finish a good book and then this thing that i want to know what happens next i think that has been there and yeah these are wonderful recommendation even i am intrigued to check out kafka on the show next so yeah sure i can talk to you for hours like i can spend the whole night and whole day talking about it it's yeah. really crazy that's khali sani for me <laughs> but i think that's a story for every reader and coming to writing now you wrote your first story and poem a while ago how is that for you so i wrote my first story yes a while ago i had been writing poems in my college so i used to write both in hindi and english and uh, recently like i wrote a poem so i was talking to a few friends and they mentioned how they are growing in a household where there is no love between their parents and i i didn't experience that because my mother passed away when i was very young so i didn't know like if that situation was there in my house or not but when when these friends were telling about that like i just like again that empathy factor started coming in on how they would feel how they would what would they consider love because in our society love is marriage marriage is love but when you see a loveless marriage then what it is about so yeah that inspired me to write this so you want me to read it yeah you can read it of course okay so i'll just read it uh yeah i have no smile 
no laughter i see everywhere only disaster there is fear all around i don't even know what i am after fights and quarrels and ugly scenes shouting and screaming and everything who am i what did i do how do i even comprehend that i am the one who this is causing my life i feel is like a curse had i not been born is all i can wish i used to smile like a flower into oblivion my smile did vanish lovers and friends and people alike none i can relate to as i grow in age how can i tell them that they don't know i am a child of a loveless marriage time is so amazing like every time i read it every time i listen to it it gives me the same emotions that was a wonderful poem sir i just you have grown so much in terms of writing and i'm like really proud to see that like your growth beat in story writing beat in poem writing so i think i'm really proud of you for that yeah i i just want to mention the space that you have created and it's like it's amazing because i am a member of that space the creative space that uh, uh where like i don't think we would write these things or we would express ourselves with such consistency had it not been for your space so anyone i think who would be listening i would really recommend them to try out your workshop or your program and just experience how it is to be in a safe creative space where you have someone nudging you to write and someone making it like okay for you to write bad or if you can write good then you can write good as well so yeah i really uh, i am really amazed by what you are doing in your work and i am seeing like not only for myself but everyone i talk to we are just fascinated by the fact that oh it's aradhya's workshop it's aradhya's program and we don't know what's going to come out today but we don't want to miss it so that is just i am so so uh, proud also and happy also like i can't tell you how good i feel because of your program yeah the feelings are with mutual of course because i am like really happy when people post their stories and they're like yeah the panji even like they were, we were talking and they said that we look forward to this and we would miss it if you know, it wasn't there so i yeah. think that i think that was mission accomplished for me that okay yeah. i have created something that people would miss if it was gone i think that what was i was going for i think yeah it has helped me a lot and yeah. <laughs> i am overwhelmed now <laughs> <laughs> but coming to you i mean like we are summing it up here but i just want to ask like what are your future plans what are you working on right now and any endeavors any program can you tell us tell the listeners about it so uh, i think our career design program is now becoming more and more expansive like we are seeing people from different age joining the program people from different backgrounds uh coming into the space and like really growing so that is something that i want to continue and create like make it accessible to as many people as possible because this is what i believe like i told you in the beginning also when we find our work when we find oh this is what i matters to me this is what matters to me and it doesn't need to make sense to anyone in the world it is just it should matter to you once we find that our life changes tremendously and i think there are two things only in this world that are like that make sense one is the work that matters to us and one other is the people that we love the people that we choose to love mm-hmm. and these are such beautiful infinite uh, concepts that the absence of that like people for whom work is not love like for whom work is something they do for salary and yeah they they are missing out on this beautiful uh 
process that is work. So that is what I want to keep doing. That is what I want to keep helping people uh, do. And I understand the challenges in that journey. So I want to create these like spaces and community and all whatever uh, it is that can help them overcome the obstacles and move forward. Yeah. So that is, uh, so I have started personal coaching as well for people who do not have the time to join a group program so they can have a one-on-one -on -one coaching with me in that aspect. We are also looking at other avenues where we can create more awareness among the school kids because a lot of school kids uh, face a lot of peer pressure and societal pressure. So we want to just make them aware that your career is not just limited to your grades. So, yeah. yeah. That was wonderful. I mean, I am looking forward to see you grow and see the passionately curious community grow. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think the listeners will also look forward to it. Uh, so thank you so much, Saurabh. That was a wonderful session. And yeah, I'm really glad that you were here in this. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Radhya. I just, before we wrap up, I just want to tell you that you, with your work, with, the, with your personality, with your generosity, the way you show up, every day every time for everyone i can't be more proud of you i can't be more inspired by you and uh, yeah i'm just i just feel very fortunate to just have this shared experience with you and i just wish you continue on this path and keep inspiring more and more people in in your own unique way the way you do and I just want to be like be an active participant in that journey, both as a mentor and as a mentee. <laughs> so yeah, that would be really amazing. Thank you so much. I'm like really happy right now. <laughs> but thank you so much. And yeah, that's all for today. And all to all the listeners, I'll see you next week. And uh, so the link for Saurabh's program and for his blog would be in the description. So I, I hope you'll check it out. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. See you next week.